Hi guys, my name is Ozzy Mandias from Alpha Botus, and you are listening to Brutally Delicious. Sweet. Well, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time. It's a pleasure. What's it like up in Montreal? You got that heat wave as well or no? Uh, yeah. It, yesterday was terrible. Today is, I, it's looking to get us terrible. Um, funny enough, it's, it's not the worst heat wave we've had so far. We had one like early June. Uh, that was like above 30 Celsius for four days. Uh, that was crazy. Oh. But yeah, the, the, we're going to get storms, I think, in a couple of days and it's all going to fall out. Yeah, probably same here. Well, cool. Anyway, let's uh, let's talk about Alpha Buddhist here. Uh, yeah, I've had a chance to listen to, and I'm hoping I don't butcher it. Ecumenopolis. Yep, yep. Is that right? Yeah. I love the. Uh, I'm a big fan of mixing genres and doing all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and I absolutely love how that. How did how you guys put that together? How did it come about? Is it something that you planned on, or is it just something that happened, or? Okay, so the, the band in general was just a series of happy accidents. Uh, but that song in particular was uh, actually one of the first things we wrote when we started the band. Because um, th- this album we're releasing now is kind of a remake of our first EP that came out four years ago. Because okay. four years ago, Alpha Botus was just two guys making synthwave on computers. Uh, no guitars, no drums, no saxophone. Uh, nothing. So we, we, we wrote that EP, we released it, got asked to play a show, uh, like three months after. And we're like, yeah, we'll do a show. We'll, we'll figure out how to do a show. So you didn't have a band though, did you? No, no, it was just two guys. And we're like, how, like none of us even plays keyboards in, in the two, (laughs) the two main guys. So we were like, how we're going to do this. So I called up a drummer, called up a, a friend of mine to play keyboards and that's kind of how the ball got rolling. So Ecumenopolis was written uh, like five years ago as a tribute to Blade Runner and mm-hmm. and, and a tribute to our love of like uh, synthwave artists like Carpenter Brut, Perturbator, and uh, Ghost. And now playing it live, we added the guitars and we added the saxophone later and, and it became that kind of wild genre melting pot that that you've heard uh but that's been the same for like most of the the songs we've written for that e like we all you know reworked them for the new, right. the new album in a a much more progressive rock vibe i'd say mm-hmm. did you um do you plan on putting any vocals on any of this or is it all going to stay instrumental uh so for lost. the band, we're planning on having vocals again because uh, the the guy who the guy who come to oh, my my internet is thing up. I can edit it if we can get it back. Um, yeah, there we go. The, the key. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the the um, the vocals are going to come back on the next album. Uh, it just the first. And we didn't want to 
add vocals to these tracks because they kind of felt, you know, them, but off as well. So but we're going to, if you come see us at a show, there's a sure. Um, I'm sure you've been asked this and it may, this already may be in the works, but this is music that I could definitely see as soundtrack to movies and, and TV, right? It's perfect. Yeah. Uh, it's for now, we're kind of writing our own movie and making the soundtrack for it. Uh, oh, you are? Well, not a movie, but no, but it's like, we're not going to make a movie, but we're singing little stories with the songs. And right. for the next album, we've got like a full straight up novel in the works to, to make like a soundtrack for a novel. Uh, but yeah, if at some point I'm going to try to break black box, that is TV licensing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause I, I feel some of our music definitely fits that, that bill, especially if there's any science fiction or fantasy elements. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was listening to Ecumenopolis or however you pronounce it. And that's the first thing I was thinking of. I mean, this is like the perfect, bed for a you know a big screen kind of movie yeah yeah no definitely yeah and and it it's it's kind of fitting because we were thinking about movies like uh blade runner 2049 and uh mad max fury road when we produced that song uh that was the kind of of soundscape i was going for um so yeah it's definitely and and Funny enough, uh, most of the songs on our first full-length album, Space Vikings and Other Stories, uh, were written as the soundtrack for an indie video game. And then the video game project folded, and we just took the songs, put vocals on them, and released them as Alpha Botus. Nice. Um, I got to go back for a second. You said when you were putting the band together, you asked to play live. You didn't know how to play synths. How does a synth pop band or synth wave band not know how to play since okay so the thing is i started alpha botus with a friend of mine who had he had written a couple of songs Uh, one of them was called jump to alpha botus and that's where we got the name and i was dabbling in electronic music production using ableton live Mm -hmm. because i i had a bout of very intense uh, tendonitis in both arms so i had to stop playing guitar for almost a year oh wow and so i was like okay i'm gonna make music no matter what so I started doing that, but I never really learned how to play keyboards. I played piano a bit as a kid, but, and with tendonitis, I couldn't practice that. Right. So I just did everything, you know, with my mouse and right. my computer. Point, and, and so we put out the EP three days after somebody asks us to play a show uh, that's three months away. And so I'm just, okay, I need, I need someone who's able to play these parts that we're not really thought of as being playable. Right. Uh, Especially like in Ecumenopolis, there's this really fast arpeggio, like that's like really, really, really fast. Uh, No way I could pull that off. And, and so I called up my, my childhood friend, uh, Harakoa, who's the, the, now the lead singer and keyboard player of the band. And he's a classically trained pianist and classically trained singer. So I just, you know, gave him the score and he was like, okay, I can do that. Right. Uh, so it's, when I say it's a series of happy accident, it's because none of this was planned in advance. Right. You know, now we know where we're going, but the first three years were just, okay, I guess we'll do this now. And somebody offered a gig and okay, we'll do another gig. And right. Right. When you guys are writing, are you guys all writing together or is it still you on Ableton and then working it out? 
Uh, so there's two of us that write the music, uh, still the two original guys, and uh, the singer and me write the lyrics. So we mostly work in Guitar Pro, uh, and we sketch out the full songs, and then I'll bring them in Ableton, do the sound design. And then I, you know, the, the drummer will change his parts a bit. The bass player will adapt some, some things, especially because sometimes we do stuff with a synth bass that really doesn't translate well to playing on, on a, a real bass. Right. Uh, especially those like electronic uh, that are like super hard to play. Um, so yeah, it's, it's mostly just me and, and Frack, the other writing uh, founding member. We write all the songs. Um, and then we have two friends who are, um, one's a comic book writer and the other is a screenwriter. Um, and we work with them to shape the stories around the songs. Because I'm, you know, I, I've been playing D&D a lot, so I know how to tell a story, kind of. Right. I do improv as well, but I'm not, I'm not a proper, you know, screenwriter or, or comic book writer. So we bring in some professionals. <laughs> so that, that's good. But is that the goal, though? Is that the vision? It's going to be like a full package, like a multimedia sort of thing? Yeah. It, uh, it seems like you're looking to do, you know, saying comic books and and video games and yeah the my idea is to make it like a whole you know alpha beta cinematic universe type mm-hmm. thing uh but right now where i didn't want to go down the comic book route or the animated show route yet because those are really expensive and time consuming and i wanted to be able to get the stories out there in formats that are you know available to us to make now so we're focusing mostly on um it's going to be audiobooks and and you know short stories Mm -hmm. and that way we're going to be able to have the full package on spotify where you're going to be able to listen to the album and there's going to be a version of the album where we tell you the stories between the songs with you know some sound design as if it was like a a radio theater Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh, but yeah, at some point down the line, you know, if we get the budget for it at some point, uh, a video game, a role-playing game, um, probably even some uh, interactive, you know, art installations right. or something. Yeah, it's what I like about science fiction is that it's really easy to work with multiple different artists and multiple different medias. And it's just not, you know, music and a visual do you guys, without all being said then, are you writing like with the stage in mind how this is all going to come across on stage or are you going to try and adapt it later on down the road? Uh, I I used to write mostly for the album, but um, right now the, the, the album we're releasing was written specifically with the stage in mind. Like, well, not written, but produced because we wrote these songs four years ago and right. now we're... So the songs, as you heard, like Ecumenopolis, as you heard it, is pretty much how we play it live. Uh, The only difference being that, um, well, when there's two guitars playing at the same time, only one of those is going to get played live because I'm only one of me. Uh, (laughs) But we use, you know, we've never been, uh, uh, we never hid the fact that we use backing tracks. uh, We play to a click. and, And so we can bring those, extra layers in the live show uh sometimes there's going to be like you know 12 layers of vocals to do that blind guardian sound and we try to bring that live as well 
Uh, one day I'm going to hire a backup singer you know, <laughs> and I'm rich and famous. Uh, but yeah, I, I do say though, I, I always think about how is that song going to fit into the album and how is it going to fit into a set list? And right. sometimes, you know, we write a, a nine minute epic and I know we're not going to be able to pull that off live because it's, it's just never going to fit in any set list. So I do kind of a radio edit that's, you know, four minutes that we can play right. live. Um, what about like, so the, yeah, that's, what about the, I try to bounce. What about theatrics? Are uh, okay, you thinking so about them too? Theatrics, yeah, um, it's been a like I haven't thought about that much in the past year because we, you know, we got we played a show in September to forty people, which was a sold out audience, right? Because that that was the room capacity, and and we rehearsed like two months for that show, but we haven't been the five of us in a room together since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've got a show coming up and I usually, you know, try to have a very uh, entertaining presentation for the songs and live I wear this, um, I got a cape that's like, uh, if you know the comic book uh, Harlock, it's like a, okay, so it's it's like a space Corsair okay. type thing and I bought like one of my friends made a cosplay of, of the character and I just bought it off and so mm-hmm. I have like that space Corsair look. Uh, the singer looks like he's from Top Gun right. or whatever. And so so we try to bring it with our, you know, we're playing on very small stages right now. So there's not a lot of room to maneuver around right. the keyboard and, and all that stuff. But we, we do try to do it. At some point, I want to have, you know, projections so we can show the visuals that go with the songs. Um, right. But it's it's really hard to make that work on in clubs because they don't have that equipment right. usually they're there. So shows are opening up there now. You guys are re- able to play or? Yeah. Um, right now they're being booked for the fall. Uh, the big summer festivals are happening, but instead of 25,000 people, there's going to be like 3000. Uh, the good thing here is that vaccinate vaccination started slow. Cause we, we just didn't have vaccines. Uh, but now it's going really fast and, Contrary, like what I see in the U.S. that's happening is that people don't really care about getting vaccinated. So they have trouble getting people to to go to the clinic. Here, they like we're at 60 percent, I think. No, 75 percent of the people have had their first shot and the second doses are climbing like two percent a day. So it's it's really crazy how fast it's going. And and people want to get vaccinated because this is how we go back to normal. Right. Here. It's the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. I, I don't want to get political, but I 100% agree. We've got about, we've hit that like 60 something percent mark. And I don't know that we're going to get very many more because yeah. there's a certain population that are not going to do it for whatever reason. So yeah, sh- shows are definitely opening up. Uh, we're lucky to have a, like a, a booker we've worked with in the past just offered us a, a gig. Um, I can't. You, I can talk to the specifics because it's not announced yet. Sure. But uh, we're going to be playing near Halloween, so that's cool. We're going to ask people to dress up. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I've been I've been to two shows uh, as a as a fan recently. Uh, both contemporary music shows in churches because those are really big, and contemporary music usually draws a hundred people. So a hundred people in a church doesn't look like much. Right. Especially in Montreal, we have these huge cathedrals 
Catholic cathedrals that nobody uses anymore. <laughs> but they sound great though, right? Oh yeah. Uh, one of the shows was they were playing the bells of the church that had been taken down from the, the bell tower uh, for uh, construction. So they had like this, you know, 12 foot bell that it would just whack with a hammer yeah. and you would hear it buzz in your ears. It was, it was amazing. Great. And it's live music too. Plus I just like the way the acoustics sound in those old churches. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar, but years ago, maybe in the eighties, there was a band called the cowboy junkies. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they did a, I think it was the Trinity sessions. They found this old cathedral somewhere in like new England hung a multi, an omnidirectional microphone from the ceiling and recorded the whole damn record. And it's unbelievable. Oh yeah. That they took the time. Sound. They took the time to place themselves in the correct spot, you know, by trial mm -hmm. and error and then just did it like one take with the, the room. And it sounds yeah. so great. There's a, a, a legendary uh, Quebec band called Offenbach. Uh, they're kind of like, they sound like deep purple basically. Mm -hmm. And they did a, a full-on mass at the oratorium, which is a big church on the mountain here in Montreal. Mm -hmm. And they did like an electric mass. Uh, and it's, it's, it sounds, you know, you've got the organ and the rock band and they're, you know, talking about death and, and right. <laughs> between the songs, but it, that was like in the, in the eighties, um, so yeah, sure. I, I love the acoustics of the church, and yeah, yeah. that's the only reason I still go to like religious concerts sometimes, even though I don't believe any of it. It's right. just it sounds so good. And now it's live music, and any kind of live music. I'll go see banjo players right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything live at this point? Yeah, like uh, to quote Bill O'Reilly, uh, "We're doing it live." <laughs> yeah. What do you guys have planned now? So you're writing for the next uh, record already? Uh well we've kind of finished writing it uh so oh. the next record was supposed to be this record but the pandemic made yeah. recording really a, a pain and and we were in 2019 we added a new bass player and a saxophone player to our lineup so we were trying to the point of 2020 was like let's make an album together and get you guys used to working with the band and that became really hard with the pandemic. So we were, okay, let's figure out something that we can do. Let's take these songs that we rehearsed for the live show and, and record them. So yeah, the next album is written uh, pretty much in its entirety. Right now we're writing the stories that go along with it. Cause we, you know, we have the, if it was only an album, we'd have the general storyline character A does this and then meets right. character B and then, you know, go on adventures but we're fleshing out the universe and the story. And that's, that's been great, you know, diving deep into our songs and figuring out how each bit of lyric could be a, a, an idea for a story. Right. Uh, and then our, our goal is to apply for government funding here. We have lots of arts grants and that will allow us to, you know, make the album to the scale we want to make it. Right. That'd be cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the plan right now. Also, starting to rehearse for the live show because I haven't played much. Uh, I, you know, I've played guitar. I've, I've rehearsed, I've recorded stuff, but I wasn't in a room with a band since September last year. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> what's Longest it going to be? What's it going to be like to finally get out on the stage again with the, with the band? Pretty crazy, right? Yeah. I, I think, uh, I think it's going to be the best night of the year. Uh, and also because so many of our fans either were friends before they were fans or became friends after, you know, being right. fans. Cause 
they, they come to like a handful of shows and you know them and you start talking to them. And, and so seeing all of these beautiful nerdy people in the same room is going to be awesome. Right. Uh, it's going to be a big party. Plus with costumes, it's a fun environment. It'll be just a good time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and last week, uh, last year, we basically canceled Halloween. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be like, you know, the first Halloween and then there's going to be the first Christmas. In right. Two years. On steroids. Right. Everything's yep, going to yep, be yep. maxed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of it. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good time. It, it's gonna be the Roaring Twenties for sure. I, that, you know what? I think you're 100 percent right. I haven't heard anybody say that, but you're right. It's gonna be the Roaring Twenties. I'm gonna use that if you don't mind. That's great. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's not <laughs> mine. I like that. But that's all I've got. I don't know. Did I miss anything you want to cover? Uh no. Well, we got a, an album, uh, "Jump to Alpha Botus," coming out in August. Uh, two singles are out now. Uh, Jump to Alpha Botus and Ecumenopolis. There's a single dropping uh, middle of July. So when this air, it might be live or it might not. Uh, so yeah, check us out. And we're on all music platforms uh, at Alpha Botus or Alpha Botus Band. Uh, come get nerdy with us. <laughs> come get nerdy with us. I like it. Awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time, my friend. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having I, me. I really do dig that stuff. I love the mishmashing of genres. It's kind of cool. Thank you. Uh, if you want to hear that with vocals, do check the first album, Space Vikings. I'll go Vikings. back and look at it. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's, I can uh, find it on like Bandcamp or somewhere. Yeah, Bandcamp, Spotify, all the okay. all the regular Hans. Awesome. Yeah, I'll go back and check it out. Be well. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good Cheers, day. Cheers, my friend. All right, bye. This is the story of Whitney Houston. This is the story of Kurt Cobain. Of George Michael, of Otis Redding, of Amy Winehouse, of Michael Hutchins, Bob Marley. This is the story of Prince. It's a new podcast series. About how they died, why they died, and why we're still talking about them so long after. It's like nothing you've ever heard before. It's storytelling. But it's more than that, because rock stars... They tell us how we feel. They change our mood. They change the clothes we wear, the people we hang out with. The way we remember things. It's them who give us those ludicrous moments, the ones where you're... Jumping around, singing your heart out, feeling understood. And it's those moments we'll help you remember, the ones you're thinking about right now. That feeling. That feeling. It's coming soon from Crowd Network. Just search for Death of a Rockstar on your podcast app. And subscribe now.